Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike with BeastNet here. Um, I've got Jenna Ravenscraft, um, and we're going to talk about the Beast Report. So, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, awesome. I know it hasn't been a long time since we talked before, but what kind of things have you been doing since the last time we talked? I'm sure I remember what we Let's talked see. about last time. I think it was right after Dallas, right? Or I Tahoe. Think so. I think it was right after Dallas. Okay. So, it was after that second ultra. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I think what I had one race after that. I finished my racing season in Sacramento in November. So yeah. since then, well, I took go? a couple weeks off. All right, well, good. Um, topped topped out on the podium and was top female in all age groups for that. So I was pretty pleased. I I would say I mean in. Here's the difference between, like, you and me. You're like, yeah, I, I topped out, you know, and the, I, I was the number one female. I would be, like, screaming that from the hilltops because, I mean, that would be – it's a huge accomplishment. I mean, you – in age group, you beat everybody. Yeah, there's right? a Kim, uh, Kim Cole from Boise. She races in the 40. I think she's 47. I finally met her at Sacramento, but – she's been annihilating times for all age group women like all year long. And that was like the first race that she didn't like top out age group for all ages. Yeah. And there was me and the girl that was right behind me. We both had clean races in our age group and we were the two that beat her. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. She's like, I mean, that's I awesome. just, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, that's, definitely. Yeah. I mean, to win your age group is one thing, but, I mean, you won all of them. Yeah, so which that. I wasn't expecting. Like, I, I definitely was just trying to to have a clean race and, and top my age group because I got a couple seconds earlier this year by missed spear throws on both of them. Yeah. And so having a clean race, I mean, if I would have missed the spear throw, the girl was right behind me. She would have beat me too. It would have been another second place. So very thankful. See, that's the yeah. – that's the good thing about Spartan and that I've always kind of liked is that, I mean, if you've got to, you got to be able to do all of it, you know, in a sense, yep. like me and me and Ryan talked, you know, Ryan Poland last week. And I was, we were talking about that. I guess it was two weeks ago, but we were talking about how there's a few guys out there that, you know, men and women that pretty much rely on their speed and, you know, try and, you know, know they can't do certain obstacles, and they don't try to get better at them. They just rely on their speed, knowing that if they do their 30 burpees, they can still catch the other guys. And it's like, yeah, yeah if you I can know. do burpees in two and a half minutes or two minutes, they won't even attempt yeah. it. They won't even try and get better. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and I, and I don't like that. I, and I, that's one of the things like no. I'm talking about. How I, I like the I like some of these races that are going to the, you know, mandatory. Yeah, mandatory yeah. do the obstacle because it's it it makes people be better. You know, if you Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You can't just say, Okay, I'm gonna rely on my speed. Oop, I touched the obstacle, I failed, I'm gonna go do my burpees and then I'll catch you, you know, you'll pass me on this obstacle, but I'm gonna catch you between here and the next one. You mm-hmm. know, and that's I don't like that. You know, I would rather like sit there and Wait 45 minutes doing an obstacle over and over again until I got it right. Then to just be like, nope, let's go. So yeah, yeah. take me back to terrain race and Tarzan yeah. ropes, and I could definitely fill that one over again. Oh, that's right. I remember you did. That <laughs> took you a while. Yeah, but yeah, you a while. Band. Yeah, yeah. Rachel was laughing about that. She's like, you realize you can get those bands anywhere, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, but that wasn't the point. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that, and that's not the point. That's one thing that I think, you know, amazes me all the time. You'll see, like, 
Spartan medals and stuff like that, like on sale and like eBay and stuff. And it's like, who's <laughs> buying this? Yeah. It's like every, every medal that I have hanging on my wall, I mean, means something to me because I earned it. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's blood, like, sweat, and tears there. Yeah. And I mean, I've got, I've got medals going all the way back to 2010, but not for Spartan, but for, you know, normal races and some bud runs, but, you know, it's, I earned every one of those. I went out on that course and I, I did what I had to to finish it. So, yeah, I just couldn't, yeah, I have to earn them or it doesn't seem right. Exactly. Yep. Each each race is different too, so that's the nice thing about it. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to figure out. I noticed on, which I don't know if you've seen it, but someone pointed out to me is the the Spartan race in April. They've added a trail mm-hmm. race. Yeah, yeah, I got that sent to me today too. On Sunday, it looks like there's a trail race. So did they get yeah, rid of the sprint, or are they doing a trail race simultaneously? I, from what it seems like, because I think they're doing a, the trail race simultaneously. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. I didn't really get a chance to look at it. I was, like, too busy at work, but I saw it pop up, and I saw a lot of different people talking about it. So. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to look to make sure, but I'm almost positive it looked like that it was, like, the sprint was still going that day, but it was there was this trail race, too. I'm like, ah, that's weird. And the, so, yeah, I clicked on it, and it's like a 10k elite or a 10k open race. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the, it's basically it's a trail race. There's no obstacles. There's nothing. It's just you running. Yeah, it's terrain. Basically, they said that the only obstacle you're going to have is terrain, but they're going to make it so that supposedly it's going to be muddy and all that. I mean, it's Seattle, so of course it'll be muddy. Yeah, but. it's it's Seattle in April, so we all know it's going to be. Muddy. Yeah. You don't know how many people I've had to try and convince that did that super in Seattle to uh, come back in September and do the beast. They're like, Oh yeah, I bet. They're like, after that sprint, after that super, there's no way I could do a beast now. And I'm like, yeah, but you have to understand it's a completely different race in October Mm -hmm. and September. I'm like, you don't have that muddy nasty. So, and I know people, most people, yeah, most people got better time like on the beast than they did on the the super. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I didn't make it up yeah. there because I had work going on that weekend, but uh, at least the beast weekend I did, and uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I know you were up here for the super weekend because that's why mm-hmm. my wife has a, a dry robe now. <laughs> Absolutely, I don't. I should be. They should really call me up. Dry rope should call me up. I could sell a lot of those at races because at Tahoe when I was volunteering, I probably talked about 50 different people about it. It was the best investment of my life. The only way you – all you had to do to convince my wife to get it was basically say, here, hold this for me while I go race. And that was pretty miserable that, that weekend. So. Yeah. And then she was pretty much like, yeah, you need to buy me one of these. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yes, honey. Yes, got honey. it. You got it. Yep. It's where my merch codes will go to. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. It was my merch codes. Luckily, they're out of stack now. So, yeah. I know. I saw that. Yeah. So Dallas's mud this year was as close to Seattle's mud, if not worse. That's what I heard. Because I heard of that. Um, because the hurricane that came through, they had that monsoon rain, and it rained for like the week straight and just muddied it up. So it was as slick and goopy and muddy as I've seen Seattle. Parking lot, same way. Jeez. And see those – I like it, but I don't. I mean, it was it was brutal in Seattle, you know, in April, but it was different. Yeah, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'll normally do like Vegas, where Vegas is dry and sandy. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you've got Seattle, which is, you know, mud. And then Montana, which is just hill after 
hill after hill that's like heartbreaking hill with beautiful views yeah. yes exactly and it doesn't make any sense because it seems like you go uphill and uphill and uphill forever and then somehow you end up back at the festival and you're like i don't remember enough downhill i mean there was a little <laughs> bit but i don't remember that much so <laughs> it felt all uphill to me yeah and then you know so you get that whole different thing there and then you go over to hawaii where it's gorgeous but it's humid and you've still got those big hills you know and it's just that's what i love about the races and traveling is you get that different feel at each race you know they're not all mm -hmm. the same flat down the road you know race so yeah and you i mean dallas was muddy and nasty but you seem to do okay there yeah it was all right we i think i beat my time by like just under a minute or something like that so I was hoping for a lot faster, but once that muddy conditions kind of set out, it was definitely warmer, which was yeah. was nice. Um, that freezing cold at the beginning of the race last year was pretty miserable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, but there was, there was actually a guy um, that ran in the elite that got bit by a copperhead snake. Oh. So we saw this snake out on the course, like in the morning on lap one. It wasn't there on lap two. But uh, we were getting ready to finish. Yeah, we were getting close to the end um, of the second lap, and we actually met the guy. He was circling back looking for his buddy or something like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was, I was in, like, second place in, in elites, and I was coming up this hill, and I got bit by a snake, and then I had to go see the medics, and they had to give me anti-venom. He's like, so I finished fourth. I'm like, wait a minute, you got bit by a poisonous snake received medical treatment and still finished for us like i'm sure i'm so am i so am i i was like you're nuts dude he's like well they're not really sure if he bit me or not there was like a puncture hole but i'm like oh my god nope <laughs> wow uh, i'm out, yeah, I'm that, out. That, yeah that's crazy I mean, because that's one thing that, you know, and it sounds bad, but a lot of people worry about is if you get injured, you're afraid to go tell medic because they're going to take you down and you're done. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I'm just surprised that, you know, he got bit by it. It's like, yeah, hey, thanks for the anti-venom. Someone take me back up to the course now. Yeah, right. And, and I like I'm thankful that they did because that would totally suck. Like it's different yeah. than. I mean, it's not different than breaking something or not being able to finish. I mean, it is what it is, but, you know, yeah. snake bites you. Yeah. yeah, just give me my antivenom. I know the rules say you're not supposed to help me, and I'm not supposed to seek medical or get anything, but come on, man. Freaking snake yeah. bit me. <laughs> snake bit me. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, because I know Montana this year, I helped, me and Serena helped a girl that, like, gouged her hand bad. And I usually carry first aid stuff in my pack. And we had stuff and we yep. bandaged her up and we're like, cool, you're good, but you're going to need to see medic once, you know, this will help you, but you're going to need to see, you know, medical once you get to the next obstacle. And she's like, if I see medical, they're going to pull me. And I'm like, probably. And then I talked to her after the race. <laughs> she never stopped. She just kept going. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I did my part. I told her that she should see medical, but. Oh, yeah. I mean. It's, it's more of a suggestion than a rule, right? Yeah. A guideline than a rule. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, you know, mainly covering my butt. Hey, I told you to see medical. If you didn't see medical, that's your problem. I, I patched you up enough to get you going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your first aid training coming yeah. in handy. Yep. So, yeah. You did. So, I guess we should do this beast report. See, it, this is weird for me because normally, like, Kim does this. And I mm -hmm. just like get, sit back and listen to her talk to you guys and like do other questions, but she's got some some personal stuff going on, so I'm covering the beach report this week this month. So we ask you real questions, but yeah, we all know how <laughs> I am. I don't follow rules. Yeah, well, rules. you know, you know how it is. Yeah, I get so many people that are on the podcast like, okay, is there a structure? And I'm like, no, not really. 
Like, structure's boring. <laughs> Let's just go with it. Yeah, I think Elise was the one, first one that's like, okay, so we should do this and ask these. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to get a structure going. I'm like, oh, you're one of them. <laughs> one of those. One of those. She learned really quickly. I don't. I'm not structured in any way. I, I and partly I, I like it this way because it feels more natural. It, yeah, it takes out that conversation, which is what it is. It's just two friends having a conversation. So yeah, it's a lot more authentic this way. Yeah, but yeah, I'm supposed to ask. Let's see, what's this first question? See, and you answered these like written form, but yeah. So, and basically what will happen is Kim on the 1st, which is the Sunday or the Saturday before this will come out, she'll like put the beach report out in, you know, written format. And then everyone will get it on Monday from the, the podcast. So, oh, that so makes sense. First question. Some of us aren't good first, readers, so. Yeah, I'm not. So that's the fun part is I'm going to try and read this question off my phone. Um <laughs> what was your first what was your first OCR race and what made you decide to try it? Uh that would be the Boise sprint, the first year that they had it here. So what is that? Two years ago? Sixteen probably, I think. Yeah. And uh I actually got started with it because I did a local five K. I grew up in Regan's Idaho. Did a local five K with um my family, my mom and my dad and I went up there and I was the only one that was really running the five K. Like everyone else was yeah. like pushing strollers and walking with their kids, you know, it's a fun run. And so I won this 5K. By no means was it fast or, or anything. I just happened to run the entire thing. And so one of my friends was like, oh, you should do a 10K or a half. And I'm like, that's stupid. Why would you ever want to do something that takes just running longer than a half an hour? Like, that's just boring. Like, yeah. oh, well, we should do some sort of mud run or optical or inflatable race or something like that. And then... Uh, the Boise race was set up to come here. And I was like, oh, hey, we should try this. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then we signed up with, there's like six of us that raced together, and it was all of our first races. So it was quite the experience. And that's pretty nice. much how it started, which is nice. And it's just what I love about, like, talking to the Beast about stuff like this is, it really seems like that's how most people started. They did something, and then all their friends are like, hey, let's go do this. And they just kind of mm-hmm. – and then all of a sudden, the, like, the you know, the bug bit you, and you're like, okay, I really like this. Yeah. Yep. Because that was me. I did, you know, marath- half marathons and all that kind of stuff for years, and then I blew my knee. And then when I came back and tried running again, I ended up starting to do the OCRs because – a half marathon, you know, at that point I was running about two and a half to three hour half marathons and that much like time running was boring. You got bored yep. after a couple minutes. It's like, okay, I've been doing this for a while now. Is this thing over yet? Where's the end of this thing? And that kind of, you know, and that's why I got into the obstacle course. Cause now I had something to break up that monotony of running. So yeah. Yeah, and I feel like there's so many of us that that's, like, the exact reason how we kind of got sucked in and started it, just yeah. to break that running up. Yeah, and now I've – now, you know, with my foot injury, I just wish I could run again. So, but soon, I've got to figure it out because my buddy – my buddy signed me up for two – at least one marathon next year and maybe a second one. I'm like, you're oh, trying all right. to so thanks buddy yeah at least the one is all downhill like literally all downhill but i'm like okay my knee's not gonna like that but i should be able to keep up better but yeah it's 26 miles from the top of snoqualmie pass down to north bend all right yeah so and it I'm glad he paid for it. I mean, I pay him back, but he was like, because I was like, oh, I'll get it. No, you know, next week I'll sign up for it. And he's like, I think it's going to sell out. And he ended up buying ours. And then, like, within an hour after that, they were sold out. They sold out. Like, oh, the day, good day thing he did. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. So I guess the really popular one, you get to run through a tunnel. So, 
Ooh, a tunnel. Yeah, it's some railroad tunnel that's like two or three miles long or something. So you have to have a headlamp. Yeah. I run sports. Nice. I've got like five of those. I was going to say, because we all don't have a plethora of headlamps. What's funny, though, is the one time in a Spartan race I needed it, it was in the wrong pack. Oh, brutal. We were in Hawaii, and it was like, okay, I need my – I'm like, oh, I got my headlamp. And I start digging through my pack, and I'm like, I can't find it. I know I threw it in here. And then after we finished the race, I got back to the hotel, and I opened up my other pack that was sitting on the couch <laughs> next to it, and there it is. I'm like, oh, when I threw it into the pack, I threw it into the wrong pack. Nice. So. You're like awesome. Yeah. So now I usually have, I have one that's attached to my bigger uh, pack, a, a flashlight, but it's like a headlamp, but one that you can clip on the other stuff that's attached to one of my packs. And then I have another one that's in my other pack. So I have one in both packs that just sits there. They're always there. So I always have one, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And that's how we learn right there. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so here, let's see. What's the, the next question here? Um, how has OCR helped you overcome challenges? That would probably be, I did endurance races last year. So I finished, yeah. I did a, a 12 and ultra and HH, a couple of HHs. But I think that, that 12 hour when, when you're out in the middle of the night, it's two, three o'clock in the morning, and it's dark, and you're on this mountainside, you're tired and grumpy and cold and wet. You learn a lot about yourself, and I think yeah. like that one experience was pretty much kind of like a soul shifter for me, like a mentality shifter. Like it took several that. weeks for me to to kind of digest exactly what all was acquired from that I could definitely see that I mean those that's what I heard I've only done the, the normal hurricane heats I've never done the 12s but you know some of those other endurance events that you know I've heard about um, but I can only imagine that the way they change the way they change is that you think about things you know mm-hmm. so I mean how did that one do you think the 12 hour and some of those other endurance events really change how you you did things you think it just it reset what I thought like your breaking like my own personal breaking point was yeah like and it's kind of like I use this examples all the time with like my college basketball players it's like they look exhausted they look tired you know they're bent over trying to get oxygen and they're trying to breathe after running lines. And it's like, you know, your mind is going to quit way before your body's going to. And it's one of those things like until you're put in that situation where you're either forced to get past it or you're forced to succumb to it, you just don't know it until you're at that point. And I think like at points in that night, like I got to that point where it was just like, why are you doing this? Like, you should just quit where it was like, no, that's not right. It's not what you do. But I think it just was a good reset for me. Like, and I've noticed that like now, especially with like how I go about things, how I do my businesses and how I talk to other people, how I coach other people, it really shifted it that's awesome it's just one thing that i've you know like i said i haven't been the, hur- the hurricane 12 hours for hour, any of those but i have been i have been out on course for a lot longer than i should have been i mean i've been the longest i took on a spartan was 13 and a half hours and i thought it was going to die but you hit that part in your brain where <laughs> your brain's like this is stupid you're done you just need to sit down and wait for someone to come up that can take you back to camp. You know, sit down and, like, wave your arm at one of the volunteers and be like, hey, I'm done. Have someone come get me. Mm -hmm. And it takes something special in your brain to be like, yeah, 
That's what you probably should do. But you're not going to. You're going to keep moving forward and keep going until you finish this. You started it. You're going to finish it. And I think that's what makes, like, a lot of us OCR racers and beasts and all that stuff different is we have that part of our brain that basically says, yeah, you should quit. You probably really should, but you're not going to. You're just going to keep going because you started that. Yeah. Yep. It goes back to, yeah, getting outside of your comfort zone. And, you know, everyone loves to live in that comfort zone. You know, it's, it's yes, easy. It it's going through day-to-day operations with, you know, no worry, no thought, no hard work. So. But, yeah, but you live in that comfort zone too long, and you end up like me, and you're – overweight and not where you should be and now it's time to now I'm not comfortable because I sat in my comfort zone too long so now it's time to get out of my comfort zone and fix that problem so yeah so and it's knowing that I mean how many people don't know that or would admit to it they're just like whatever this is how life is so yeah this is how life is or oh it's it's because I broke my foot or oh it's because I had this injury or whatever, and it's like, well, yeah, I did break my foot. And, yeah, I did have an injury in Montana last year and the year before, and I'm like, but I broke my foot, and I chose to react to it wrong and let myself get bigger. And then I got injured in Montana because I was bigger, and all of my decisions have snowballed into the fact that now I'm probably the biggest I've ever been, and that is my fault. And the only person who can fix it is me. And that's kind of my, you know, that's getting out of your comfort zone, you know, is realizing that I've made these mistakes and the only person that can fix it is me. So, yeah, it's a tough one, though. It's a tough focus. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's very humbling. It is, and I just, I, I think I see so much in, you know, social media and just talking to a lot of people, people are so quick to blame everyone else and everything else. This happened to me, this blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yes, you can't always decide what happens to you, but you can decide how to react to it. And that's usually where the positive or negative of a situation happens. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily what happened to you it's how you reacted to it i mean there's obvious situations that are obviously negative but if you react to them in a certain way you can turn them into a positive and that's i think where the human nature and where a lot of people make mistakes it's like oh this happened to me it is what it is oh well you know yeah exactly you've got to pretty much turn that around and be like you know this happened to me it sucks um but it's my decision that this isn't going to define me and I'm going to fix my fix this and I'm going to move forward, you know, and that's, that's just something you got to decide to do. So. Yay. Very um, much agreed. Let's see. There's a bunch of questions here. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. What the next question is? Oh, what do you love most about the OCR community? Oh, probably the outside shenanigans that occurs at every race. You know, yeah. There's there's so much to to, to love and 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 appreciate and be thankful for, but it's all those outside things that you just don't get. Racing weekends are the best weekends ever. Yes, they are. Well, and that's comes to another thing I always think. You know, think about when I do races. It's like you do the race and. I'll be honest, I don't normally remember a whole lot about what happened during the race. I remember more about what happened after, before. You know, if I remember what happened during the race, it's because I remember something of the people I was with. It's the shenanigans. It's the fun. You know, if I wasn't doing mm-hmm. these with friends and hanging out with friends, I, there'd be no reason for me to go do these. You know. Right. It's all about the the people. So, so true. Because yeah. what 
Who were you with? You were with a bunch of people in Dallas, weren't you? Um, Jess from Boise and I flew down. Rachel and Tony were down there from up that area, up your guys' area. That's Rachel, um, Rob, right? Yep. Let's... Yep. Yeah. She's, she's crazy. And then there's a bunch of other beasts down there, too. But those are the ones that we're in the same location, same hotel. Travel nice. partners, anyways. Yeah. See, that's what's the fun. Like I said, it's, it's the travel partners. I have certain people that I usually travel with and, you know, or don't normally, tr- but, you know, race with. You know, the one race that I normally don't have anyone with is Vegas. But then normally I end up hooking up with the Warrior State of Mind and running with them. Yep. So, you know, so it's there, there's so many people. You know, in Hawaii, we ended up with the Hawaii OCR or Spartan Ohana, and now yeah. they're like a sister group to the Beast, and they're they're great. I mean, we ended up hanging out with them. I mean, we ended up not racing because of stupid lane. But, <laughs> right. But, um, you know, we ended up meeting a whole bunch of people over there that were part of that group and making a lot of friends. Uh, the one guy over there, Richard, he ended up, uh, I've got a T-shirt for Hawaii that it's the Hawaii, you know, venue shirt. But then he bought a bunch of them and then had them uh, printed with canceled due to Hurricane Lane. across the front <laughs> of them. So, yeah, uh, I ended up buying these shirts that he had basically, yeah. The, the venue shirt, but it says canceled due to Hurricane Lane across the front. So it's like, that's awesome. So that that is the, the community is amazing. Yes, absolutely. Agreed. And it's not just, you know, it's not just the Beast. I mean, the Beast is an amazing community. Don't get me wrong. I know we're both, what, like state oh, yeah. or something? But so we have to be, you know, <laughs> politically correct. But no. Yeah, but technically no. we're with Warrior State of Mind, we're with Colorado, yeah. and I mean, we're all friends. And see, that was, that's what's cool for me for like Warrior State of Mind. My really, I mean, I kind of knew Matt and a few of the others from Warrior State of Mind, but really yeah. didn't know him that well until two years ago. Um, I did the sprint in Vegas with Matt and a bunch of people from Warrior State of Mind, and we carried the Colorado flag. Yeah, because it was right after that the the three yep, the, Colorado racers yep. that got hurt that were in the car accident, and we yeah we carried the flag, and that was the coolest experience, you know, just. And hey, I was at that, that race too. Yeah, it's like we're gonna do this for them, and then we finished, and then once we finished, we like went up to the announcer, and he basically did a tally for them with us like still holding the flag as soon as we finished. I'm like, one, at first I was like, I really hate you, Matt, for this, but it was so cool just to see how everyone banded together and like all of a sudden you look around and like everybody in the festival was doing Sally and remember, and you know, for these these fallen Spartans. So, I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was awesome. So, yeah. So, before we go to the next question, I'm gonna like go to break and do a commercial real quick. If I don't get do the commercial, Adam gets all cranky. So we're gonna okay. go to break. We'll be right back with another question. Perfect. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry. Even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. All right, we're back from break. So we've talked about a lot of things with OCR, and I know some of this we may have talked about the last time you were on, but it's still, like I said, so much fun to talk to you and, like, hear all this stuff. So let's see. What's the next question Kim has here? She asks a lot of questions. I know. I love Kim. I miss her. So she'll definitely be on the next the next month of BeastNet. I think I got to check with her to make sure, but I think I'm the one on the next one of BeastNet. 
So the first episode <laughs> for like, yeah, for for the Beast Report, the first episode for 2019 is going to be me doing the Beast Report with Kim. It'll be it'll be quite interesting. So, yeah. So, so good. Be, oh yeah. You don't want to know more about me. No one does. It's it's not a good. It's not good. <laughs> I keep telling everyone all the time. They'll be like, oh, thank you. You're such a nice guy. I'm like, don't tell anyone. It's going to ruin my street cred. But I know people think I'm a nice guy. I'm like, oh, I'm really not that nice of a guy. But it's just, yeah. Yeah, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Next question. Who inspires you? Oh, I probably, did I put my dad? can't even remember yeah. when I answered these questions. I didn't. I know who you put. I, I've got the question in front of me, but. Oh, perfect. I'm just going to make people read it then. Um, it's even I'm better that way. I'm tell you what you wrote. Nah, just, I think I like that better. Go for or it. Or do you just want to leave it and make them read it? I kind of just want to make them read it if they really want the answer that I wrote. Okay. All right. So I think a lot of people it. inspire me. Yeah. Might have been my grandpa. No. I would say uh, for this podcast on B-Set, I would say just because we just got done and my dad just turned 70 and he finished his trifecta, um, his first trifecta, that he'd be the guy right now. I'm going to – one of these days I want to meet your dad. I have not been able to meet him yet. Oh, he'll he'll definitely be around. He's already looking, talking about new gear for next year and trying to organize his race schedule to align with mine. So, see, I think that's I'm, what we I'm need to sure. do. We need to get your dad, John, right? That's his name. We need to get John mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So I think he'd be. Oh yeah, I'm too. sure he'd do it. Seventy years old and just finished his trifecta. That that's. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think I mean, that's I, why I, I raced as fast as I did in Sacramento. I was trying to get back to him because we started. That's the first time I started without him. He's like, oh, well, yeah. let's do it. I want to do age group. I'm like, well, you know I can't start with you then. I have like an earlier start time. He's like, yeah, just run your race. I'll be fine. And I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> I guess. So yeah. I finished and then turned around and went back to get him. So. That's that's awesome. It was, it was pretty cool. I'm just hoping at 70 I could still get out of bed. I mean, right? The, yeah. That's crazy. He was talking about something about being like 90 or living to 90 or 100, and I looked at him and I'm like, I don't think I'll live that long because I'm probably not going to be able to walk by the time I'm that age. And he just laughed. I was like, yeah, I'm hoping that I'm going to live long enough that they're going to get to a point that they can, like, replace the the joints in my body that are already destroyed. So, Yeah, with quality, quality joint yeah, replacement. Quality. Yeah, not like my dad's. My, I mean, my dad had his knee replaced, like, 20-something years ago, and it wasn't a quality replacement. I want a replacement that, you know, is better than what I was born with. So, basically, yeah. I want to be the $6 million man. So, I mean, that's that's where I'm at. Exactly. I get it. I'm hoping for that. <laughs> so, so that's that's going to be our goal is we got to get your dad on the the podcast. So, that'll be a that'll be a fun one. So, I I think I can hook that up for sure. I'll tell him. Right. On. So, all right. All right. What's the next Oh, the next question here. What do we got? What is your favorite OCR memory? Mm. There's so many because now it just got replaced. I would, I'd definitely have to see Sacramento's this last Sacramento race. Just being able to top that podium, and then at the same time, being able to watch my dad finish his his trifecta, and to pretty much you know he did that on his own. So that that's that's replaced all other memories at this point and that's what's awesome about doing this kind of stuff is your memory your greatest memory changes mm-hmm. you know because your accomplishments you, yep 
yeah, you're going to do something new, you know, and do some other great accomplishment, you know, and it's, it's awesome, you know, that you can yeah. do that. I mean, I've had so many great memories and then all of a sudden I'll go to a race and have an even better one. I'm like, Oh, so yeah, that is awesome. So, Hmm. What's next? Oh, tell us something about yourself. Few people know whether OCR related or not. Ooh. Let's see. Uh, I am afraid of heights. Really? Super afraid of heights. And birds freak me out. I'm not gonna lie. Birds are not. Birds are dirty. Birds are and creepy. If you've ever watched that Alfred Hitchcock movie, wasn't oh, it yeah. birds? I don't know if you see. Yeah. They just. So birds and heights, man. No yeah, bueno. But birds do creep me out. And people have always made fun of me for that. Part of it, I think it is, like you said, the movie Birds. But then I've also... Yeah. I grew up, and this sounds weird, but I grew up reading Stephen King. I, my, my, I read my first Stephen King book when I was, I think, in fourth grade. So don't judge me. But my grandma gave it to me. But I'm impressed, man. That's pretty advanced for a fourth grader. Yeah, I was – we didn't really have TV. I'm not a good reader. Yeah, see, I was – reading was my thing. I We didn't really have a TV because I broke it. Um, oh. And then my mom was like, well, we're not getting another one, so it was pretty much read or go play. And I did both. So I ended up – I watched horror movies a lot with my grandmother from the time I was like nice. five. She was all into horror movies. So when I was about four or in fourth grade or so – she decided that I finished a book when I was over at her house, and she handed me Cujo and said, here, read this. I'm like, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So that was really my first one. But in a lot of Stephen King books, the uh, birds are like the evil person. Yep. Like transforms into birds. So birds were always evil, evil and birds have always bothered me. So, yeah, I get the bird thing. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. See, yeah. See, my weird one is is um, I don't like E.T. Like, I've never oh. – E.T. creeps me out. Like, I've never seen the movie completely. I've never – yeah, it, it's creepy. Like, E.T. came out when I was, like, three, I think, three or four, and my mom took me to go see it, and – she said there's some part where he like runs through the bushes screaming like a banshee or something and it freaked yeah. me out. I climbed I climbed under the, the seat and wouldn't come out. And you're scared I, of, I, of that movie, but you watched the other Stephen King one. Oh, I have no problem with those. But for whatever reason okay. I like even to this day, like I can't stand the sight of E. T. I can't yeah. Nope, ET's wrong. I will not watch it. I've never seen it. I've had friends threaten to like clockwork orange me and like tie me down to a chair and pry my Oh, that's just brutal. It, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's a horrible movie. I won't watch ET. Nope. No. Right. Yeah. 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 Which that's the most people, most people go to. They're like, you've watched pretty much every horror movie and you love them. You read horror books. You love Stephen King, Clive Barker, all of those, but you won't watch E.T. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> You're like, yep. I, I have no shame in that. I, I, E.T. creeps me out. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but your thing about birds, I completely get it. I mean, not only are they creepy, but they're dirty. Yeah, that's my thing. They're dirty and they're unpredictable. Wow. I don't know if you could hear that, but my wife's over in the kitchen now doing whippets out of the ready whip. Okay. okay. I thought that was a whippet. I was like, man, that sounds just like a creed. Yeah. Yep. Did she take it straight into her mouth or did she uh, put it in something first? Nope, straight in her mouth. Straight whippet style. I'm impressed. Yep, I'm kind of jealous at the moment. but I have pumpkin spice flavored whipped cream in my... Uh, Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't like pumpkin mm-hmm. spice like anything. 
So, yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No basic white girl for you. No, no basic white girl for me. So, no, yuck, yuck. (laughs) Let's see, what's the, oh, this, I think we're the last question almost. Oh, wow. It says here, what are are your goals for 2018, but since 2018, there's less than a month left. What are your goals for Mm -hmm. 2019? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now on what races I'm actually going to do. Um, I'm in the preliminary stages of schedules. I want to try and do other races besides, um, well, the majority of my races are Spartan. I mean, I did a train race last year, and I did a couple of 5Ks and things like that. But I'm signed up to do Hood to Coast, uh, which is going to be cool. Um, now, how far is that one? did another train race. Uh, it's, uh, several, several miles, but there's like eight runners. I think there's eight runners. Okay. So it's kind and of like we a, run like three legs or four legs or something like that. So you run like so in between like, like I want to say. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. The, the and that's like another that. one on the list. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to get to, I've thought about the Ragnar and those kind of relay race ones, but I, I'm, I need to, to fix my, my personal physical issues because it's I've never wanted to be that guy that's going to slow everyone down, mm-hmm. you know. And so I need to get that all fixed before I really commit to one of those. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, what worries me about Hood to Coast is I'm not the fastest, like, all-out runner. So, but we're not – we're not in like the competitive division and we're in a mixed division, but we have some pretty, pretty decently fast runners in it. So we'll see, but I want to do a Ragnar. I going to a train race and um, actually going to go down to San Jose and do train race. Uh, I'd like to get out East and do a savage race. Maybe this year I want to try another trifecta weekend. Yeah. Just kind of try and mix it up. I want to do the Savage Race. I want to do some of those, um, some of the races that we don't get out here, and that's the kind of thing that I hate is the bunch of races that we don't get on the West Coast, you know? Yep. So there's a bunch that we used to get that are gone. Like Rugged Maniac, we don't get up here in Seattle anymore. They're not coming back next year. They're going to come this year. They're not coming back next year. And I've never done a Warrior Dash or a Rugged Maniac. So. See, Rugged Maniac and Warrior Dash are kind of like starter ones. The the Warrior Dash this year, surprisingly, I mean, normally Warrior Dash has been, I mean, typically an easier race. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like mm-hmm. a really easy one normally. And this year, all of a sudden, they decided that they were going to, they moved it to a different location, you know. And when you got there, it was really deceiving. It looked really flat. And then when you started, all of a sudden you went across the street. And for the first huh. mile, it was almost straight uphill. So you didn't That's crazy. Yeah, Like what you could see was pretty much like the end of the race. The whole flat part was the end of the race. The whole race was actually on the other side of the street where you couldn't see that it was almost straight uphill for a mile. And then you started hitting obstacles, but then it was still uphill and a really hilly race. And I was... I was impressed because that's been one of my biggest complaints about races in the Northwest. We always get these flat courses and it's like, there's mountains everywhere. (laughs) How do we get these flat courses? And then of course we get some really good hilly ones and I'm like, why did I open my mouth? (laughs) Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think we, we need, more out here, but I don't know why we we just can't get them. So, but and there's a ton out. of racers out here, so I don't understand that same thing. Like, why? Well, I think, why are they going away from it? I don't know because I know some of them have tried and really haven't done that well. I know Gladiator tried coming in what last year and couldn't sell enough races, but they didn't really seem mm-hmm. to advertise as well as they should have. But Gladiator is the first OCR I ever did back in like 
2011. So, um, so they were supposed to come back last year, but then they didn't sell enough races and ended up, nope, we're not coming. Like, oh, great. But then I've done like Survivor up here was okay the first couple of years. And then they moved to a new location where it was just, it was horrible. I mean, it was for what they were charging. It's like this, it's not challenging. It was in some of the obstacles, it's like it's not really challenging and someone's going to get hurt <laughs> on a few of them. Yeah. And then there was a couple others. I mean, uh, what was one of the mud factor? They, I, I finished mud factors four years ago in 30 minutes. Oh, dang. This is me I'm, we're talking about. I finished it in 30 minutes. So... <laughs> I mean, Good I'm not time, trying though. to really say anything bad about myself, but I mean, anybody take that any way you want, but I finished it in 30 minutes. So, <laughs> I mean, my fastest 5K when I was at my peak, you know, like 10 years ago was 28 minutes. So, <laughs> try and figure, you know, one with obstacles I did in 30. Obstacles. Yeah. yeah. So, there was something wrong there. You're not even earning a beer in that one. No. No, and it was one of those ones that was so funny because they had, like, the spectator area that you had to pay to get into was, like, 10 bucks. And the only – there was, like, two things in there. You could basically go to the food cart. But if you just didn't pay the 10 bucks, you could go over to the, like, the bench and sit down and watch. Oh, I'd just go to the bench then. Yeah. My piss is dumb. Yeah. So – there's been some that, you know, I've tried to, but I think a lot of it is, too, is, I mean, it sounds bad, but the ones we've had is Spartan. So if it's not like a Spartan, most of us are like, eh. Yep. So, you know, we have Spartan and we have Tough Mudder seems to be the ones that do good up here. One of these days, I, I do need to do a Tough Mudder. You know, my, my one friend that's Dawn, who's convinced me that I'm doing this marathon, which I said I'd never do another one, and now he's talking about possibly two, but – he's trying to get me to do the Tough Mudder this year, and it's like the same weekend, I think, as Warrior. So it's like I think we might be doing Warrior on Saturday and then do Tough Mudder the next day. Or, yeah, It's the electrocution and Tough Mudder. That's my problem. I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. I can't do it. I can't either. And the problem that everyone keeps telling me, they're like, you know you can walk around it. And I'm like, I know you can. I can't in my head, though. But I can't. I have to do it. It's like I'm the same as you. If my body, if my brain is telling me you don't, you should not do this. I'm like, well, then I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you know, I need to. Yeah. Because now it's a, it's a fear I need to overcome, and that's kind of my biggest thing with that is that the electrocution. I just, mm. you know, I don't like being cold. I don't like, yeah, I don't like the ice water, but I'll deal with that. I've dealt with that as Spartan races, you know, everything else, but yeah. Yep. And I know I got a couple but of friends. It's I mean, the shocking me part. Oh yeah. 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 And I've got a few people that have been trying to talk me into triathlon, which I'm looking at possibly doing one of those in June. But, yep, that's on my kind of list too. But and I'm trying to convince my friend Don to do it with me because it would actually be the weekend before the marathon. But he keeps he's like, well, I can't swim, and I'm like, neither can I. So what, what's your problem? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can I can swim really strong for like. 50 feet. <laughs> and that's well, hopefully this swim is only 50 feet. Yeah, it's a lot longer. It's a quarter mile, but it's... Mm. Well, oh, that's it? It's a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm doing the short. I'm doing the sprint first. I want to do, like, try and do the sprint. I mean, I'm not too worried about the run or the bike. I'm okay with those. I've just... Yeah. The swim bothers me, but that's one of the things I've been trying to do is go to the gym and, you know, swim to, you know, try and get up to that. I'm trying to make my Amber go with me because Amber actually swam in, in high school because I'm just, like I said, I'm a strong swimmer for about 50 feet. Part of my problem is I'm not, and I don't know why, but there's a disconnect between my arms and my legs. It's one or the other. Either I'm using my yeah. legs when I swim or I'm using my arms. If not, it's like, like if you watch me swim with my arms, my legs are just drugged behind me like dead weight. <laughs> not very so efficient it, no it's one or the other and I'm for whatever reason my brain can't 
do them both at the same time. I've just never been able to, yeah. So that that's my goal for next year. I need to I need to figure that one out because I want to do. I, I want to do one. It's on my bucket list. I need to get. I need to check it off. So. See, you should do one. You could probably swim better than me. My uh, I started a new job this year, and um, a couple of my coworkers are big bikers. And so they have like a lot of road bikes. Oh yeah, if you need a bike, you can totally use one of ours. I'm like, thanks. See, your excuses are getting less and less. You're probably better swimming than me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're like, oh yeah, and they kept they kind of kept track of me all year. Like they knew every race weekend that I raced. They always asked me when I got back. Like they wanted full details. So, and they've done a couple of themselves. See, you got to get them doing a Spartan with you or, you know, an OCR, and then you can go do a triathlon yeah. with them and bike. Absolutely. Yeah. They've done a couple. Yeah, like I, I'm going to do the sprint just to the, to get the – if I can do the sprint and I'm okay, then I might try doing a, a bigger one. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy like Zane and them and do like a full freaking Ironman or whatever he did. Lunatic. They did a half. But, See, I was looking at the half Ironman because it's yeah, not, I'm not even too bad. That. I, <laughs> like I said, I'm I'm doing the sprint. It's like a quarter mile swim. I think it's like twelve mile bike ride and like a five k. All right. So it's like it's a complete. Ba- it's like a baby triathlon. So it's kind of like you know, it's the starter. If I can get by on that one, I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll start training for a better one. You know, it's like doing a half marathon. You know, you wanna you wanna just kind of work your way into it. You don't want to just like get yeah. up one morning and be like, cool, let's go do this. Like, let's send it. <laughs> just send it. Just do it. Yeah. Just and send it. Let's sign up for the pool. That's part of my issue, though, is I, I, I don't know when to say no to stuff. Like mm. when I did my the last marathon, I'm like, I said I'd do it before I'm 40. I'm doing it before I'm 40. And everyone's like, um, you're really probably not in the right shape to do this. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right, but I'm going to do it anyway. Don't tell me no. Don't tell me no. Now I'm going to do it. Definitely do it. So, you know, but then, you know, you end up doing a marathon in nine and a half hours. But, yeah. So I am definitely want to improve on that. Nine and a half hours seems a little excessive. It might be a little on the long side. <laughs> hey, I wasn't last. I passed that person with like 100 feet to go. Hey, that's important. Yeah. But in her defense, that was her, like, fourth one in three days, so, or four days or something, because it was insane. But Wow. That sounds awful. Some, well, it sounds like this, this, this crazy thing that people do called the quadzilla. And it's for... So is that kind of like doing an ultra effective in a weekend? That was yeah. stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's four marathons in four days. And that oh, was, like, know. this lady's, like... This was the last one in her quad factor, or the quadzilla. So it was like when I passed her, because I stopped and talked to her for a minute, and I asked her, I'm like, do you want to just finish together? And she's like, no, you go ahead. You know, it's like my fourth one in four days. I'm like, oh, I feel really bad now. I'm out of here. So, <laughs> but. Sounds awful. Yeah. And I would hate to see my feet after that. Yeah. Oh, I would too. Because that, that just sounds. Or. Uh... Yeah. But people do. I mean, that's that's kind of what we do, though. It seems like. I mean, we find yeah, we find the next great challenge. It's like you know, when I started doing OCRs, I did you know, like I said, I did the the Gladiator, and then I did the Survivor and the Mud Factor and Hell Run, and all these other ones. And then I'm like, well, what's the next big one? Oh, Spartan. Let's do that one. And then it just, you know, you keep finding the next, you know, once you do the Spartan, you do a sprint, and then you're like, okay, let's do a super. Or you're like me and you do a beast first because you're crazy. But <laughs> you're always trying to find that next, you know. And for me, the next one's the, the Hawaii trifecta weekend. I've got to finish that. So, and this year I'm mm-hmm. doing it. I'm getting that three in a weekend. Yes. Do it. Yeah. I'm getting it. So I've been close. Like I said, the first year, 
I got the one because, well, my foot was in a boot. Second mm-hmm. year, I got two. The third year, I got none because it's stupid money. <laughs> so this is my fourth year. <laughs> stupid money. Yeah, this is my fourth year in a row going to Hawaii, trying to get this trifecta weekend. It's going to happen this year. I feel it. I hope so. Oh, but I I need to step up on the training. So, and that's that's my own mental thing to get through. So. So it sounds like you're still trying to put together 2019. So you should really come to Hawaii with us. You would love it. But oh, it's I'm already back in school. That's the bad thing because it's like August. School starts that early. For us, it does. Yeah, we uh, go back like. Um, I know I have sp- fall sports are started by then, and I probably am hosting something that first weekend. Yeah, but I'm a I'm signed up to do Brett. I'm going to go do the Ultra and Breck on the 17th. So August is a busy month because yeah. uh, I forget what we have the first weekend, but I know I've got Portland's Sprint, Hood to Coast, or sorry, yeah, Portland Sprint, then Breck, then Hood to Coast. So back to back to back weekends. Yeah. And then I'm back in school, of course. I think I got Portland Sprint, and then I think there's a, a like, an empty weekend with nothing. Yeah, and, and then, then you, I think Hood to Coast is the same as um, it's either the same Hawaii. as Hawaii or it's the week before. I couldn't remember. I'm trying to remember. I might not. I'm trying to remember. I think it actually might end up being the weekend after. No. I was going to say, I think it's the last weekend in August is Hawaii, right? No, they moved it up. It's No, it's like the the 17th. Yeah, so then it's the same as Hood to Coast. Yeah. So it's the 23rd, 24th, 25th. What is? Oh. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, it it looks fun. I it was on my list. It's what? It ends up being 17th because it's on my anniversary. Okay. Yeah. So that's um. I'm in Breck. Breck and Ridge that same weekend. I think it's right. So I think it is the weekend right after. It's right after Portland. Yep. Yeah, because it's actually going to be interesting because we're going to do Portland on Saturday and then Monday we're flying out. Fly out. Yep. Yeah. And then we'll be there a week. And then or for five days, then I'll race, and then we're there for another five days. We're actually doing a full, like, Monday to Thursday this time. So All right. Like, two weeks. That's a lot of my ties. Yeah. So that is a lot of my ties. So, yeah. Let's hope there's not another hurricane in a hurricane glass during a hurricane. So, no, no oh, hurricane. Oh, God. How can that happen that twice? Was, like, really? I hope not. I hope not. Because what's funny is they're like, this is the first time it's happened. Because there were so many people like, why would they schedule this during hurricane season? It's like, this is the first time a hurricane has touched in Hawaii in like 20 years. Yeah. It just happens to be the weekend of the Spartan race. So, yeah. But but my trifecta that weekend was the hurricane in a hurricane glass during a hurricane. So, that was. Hey, that is, I've done New Orleans and. Tangled with the hurricane in New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, that's it's a whole new level. Well, and that's the, the thing. Whole new endurance too. event. Yeah, because our, our honeymoon, our, our wedding anniversary is in August. So usually when we do our, mm-hmm. our vacations, it's around our, our anniversary. So there's been, I think, three, maybe four vacations that if we would have, like, listened to the hurricane warnings, we would have completely missed out. Like, one of our Florida trips, there was a hurricane that hit, like, we landed the day after the hurricane. And, like, the crews that were on, we ended up having to, they, like, change the schedule because one of the islands had been hit by a hurricane. But it's like, whatever. You know. So. YOLO. Yep, pretty much. So, you go during that time and nobody else wants to go. So, choosing things are cheaper. So. <laughs> well, Yeah. Oh, so 
don't know. We probably we've been talking a bit. We've kind of gone off the the from the beast report, which is fun. But we're going off on. See, like I said, no structure. It's just two friends having fun and talking, which is so much fun to me. I love that because you end up with these weird yeah. conversations about Hawaii and yeah. So that's where you get the fun hurricanes, hurricanes, and mai tais, and yeah. Now, now I'm thirsty. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's been fun talking to you as usual. I can't wait to see you again. So. I think the first race that we're doing together is Seattle, right? Yeah, yeah. I sh- I'll be up for so. Seattle. I haven't signed up yet, but. I haven't either. There's no way I can miss that weekend. No, uh, you got to be up there with us for this weekend. So. Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, it's been fun. We'll have to talk soon. And we're, our, our new goal is to get your dad on here. So that'll be soon. So. All right. Perfect. I, All right. I'll definitely talk to him. All right. Thanks, Jenna. Yeah, thanks, Mike. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.